and welcome to Judy's Jungle. This is episode number 24. Um, I can't believe we made it this far. And we are going remote all the way into Wales. Uh, Jude Rogers is joining us. Hello, Jude. Hey, Richard. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's so good to see you and so good to hear your voice. Um, I never thought this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's really nice, especially it's been a long time since I've seen you. I know. And led you as well. It's been, it's, it's been about three years. Um, I, I visited you guys uh, for my birthday three years ago, and uh, Dan made us lasagna. And, yes. And then we watched the BBC uh, music videos. <laughs> That's right. It was a Top of the Pops. Top, top, it was Top of the Pops. It was Top, it was top of the sorry. Pops. No, no, it was so much fun. Like I, I, I <laughs> it, it was like it, it was over the top, ridiculously rad, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so here we are, and um, Jude is uh, going to share some songs with us. Uh, we're, I, I want to talk about Jude's. Uh, she has a book being published that I have a lot of questions about. And uh, so I'm going to go into the first song, Jude. Um, I'll probably, like, probably play like one or two songs, and then we'll get back to you, and then uh, we'll have some discussions. Is that cool? Oh, yeah, that's great. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for checking in.
sait pas comment ça finira et puis combien de temps ça durera car on sait seulement que l'on se plaît sera-ce toi ou moi lequel des deux qui le premier partira pour le moment on ne s'en occupe pas puisqu'on se plaît on se plaît même peut-être bien oui qui le sait peut-être qu'un jour toi et moi ça ira plus loin et ce sera le grand amour oui mais peut-être aussi que tu me quitteras pour une fille plus jolie ça peut arriver mais pas aujourd'hui puisqu'on se plaît te ferai-je du chagrin me poseras-tu le premier un lapin Pour le moment encore on n'en sait rien Puisqu'on se plaît, mmh, on se plaît et même peut-être bien Oui qui le sait peut-être qu'un jour Toi et moi ça ira plus loin Et puis combien de temps ça durera Car on sait seulement que l'on se plaît Que l'on se plaît Start off the, the day with uh, Irma Thomas from uh, Time Is On My Side, uh, doing a way better cover uh, version than the Rolling Stones, in my opinion. And then we went on to do uh, Francois Hardy. Jeez, uh, where is that song? I just had it right here. Oh, As You Please from the Yeah Yeah Girl, uh, 1966, I believe, um, on Four Corners Records. I mean, this is one of my favorite records. I think I, think I love Fanshawe Hardy, but um, but more importantly, uh, we are with Jude Rogers. What's up, Jude? <laughs> more importantly than Fanshawe Hardy. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah I've, I've I've been long time long, long time friends with Jude. Uh, uh, I don't even know how many years. I, I don't even know how far we go back. Um, oh. Mid two thousands, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a while. Met you over here. You came with your Polaroid camera into a the Dirty Water Club in London, listening you know, to all that sort of um. Oh, what's his name? Oh, what, uh, of, what was his name? Oh, I, the head coach. Billy, yeah, Billy Childish. I think he said Billy Eilish. Billy Childish. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Childish, and then and then uh, he he broke a tambourine, and I took it home with me. Uh, you did. And, and, and I also, he went home in an ambulance. Yeah, and then and then also, um, I I took a Polaroid of him and his partner. Yeah, I gave him I gave him a Polaroid, and uh, his partner at the time was like, "We're gonna put this in our refrigerator." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, this is cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jude, how 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 are things going? How are things going out in Wales, down in the countryside? Yeah, it's good. So we live, as you know, in the middle of nowhere, really. Well, not nowhere, you know, we're a 
we're about a mile from a main road yeah. and um, stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. You know, it's we're coming out of winter and winters are always a bit full on in the Welsh countryside. But um, yeah, the snowdrops are coming and spring is coming slowly and that's quite exciting. But yeah, yeah we're, we're fine. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a freelance writer, so I'm kind of chucking on, taking funny jobs. I've been writing about sort of lots, all sorts of weird winter celebrations and stuff recently. I did a, did a piece about wassailing, Richard. I know you've been, you know, we took you to a wassail, you'll remember. Yes. Is this folk ritual, you know, it's, I, it, there's versions of it all over the world, but in <laughs> we took you to one where we had to hold hands with strangers and it was quite strange. You wouldn't do that these days, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my favourite part was like walking through an apple orchard uh, and then climbing over a fence. And it was, it, 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 it was like it. Being out there was so beautiful, because you would think that you know, uh, because they're in the countryside, it was it's so bright at night, like it's like the, the the you know the moon and the stars. It just it, it make it's like you would think you're gonna be in like darkness, but you're not at all. It was just kind mm-hmm. of like it, it's so gorgeous and i remember you know walking back from the pub and dan just saying just follow the moon and you'll get home <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it's good it's, it's good so um yeah kind of we, we haven't had you know we did have one winter here where you know it was so snowy we were completely cut off i was cut off from getting home for three days you know but um that's quite unusual for you know the UK, but where we are is a bit more, you know, yeah. in the sticks, as we say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. All, all's good. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, so happy to catch up with you guys and uh, you know be able to see Dan and see Lil. Oh, I was hoping she checks in a little bit later on. That that that, <laughs> that is one amazing woman. My mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she once told me. Uh, just was... get her on for just get her on for her own podcast. You know. Yeah, I, I, I get might... her on for an hour. Tell you some stories about when she was in a psychedelic film in the late sixties and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how and how she refused uh, to hang out with Ginger Baker because he was just rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing woman. Um, so 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 Jude, you got some songs. Um, I yeah, have, and I have I have the songs pulled up. Uh, Jude has sent them sent you. Obviously, she's in Wales, and I'm in Los Angeles. Um, do you want <laughs> Do you want Do you want to go into the first song? Do you want to play it, or do you want to talk about it first? I'll just say a little thing about it. Maybe okay. you, yeah, it's up to you. I don't no, no, really. that's fine. If you want to go, with um, I pick these songs quite randomly. They're not like my five most loved songs ever or anything. But um, the first two songs are songs I've just been listening to. You just sort of get into a song, you play it a bit in the car, and it sort of follows you around for a bit. Um, I made a playlist towards the end of last year of songs that have um, sort of cellos and double basses and like low woodwind. This feels quite, you know, dark nights and quite warm and cosy. And this is um, this is a song of my friend Catherine. Do you remember Catherine? This is a long time ago. You might not remember Catherine. I'm I used to sure. live with a um, friend called Catherine, who's a massive music head. And uh, I used to go out with Oliver many, many years ago. Uh-huh. And, yeah, kind of um, 
married to Hunsuk. Yeah, he um, um, Oliver's now married to Hunsuk, but he used to go out with Catherine. Um, but Catherine is like this repository of knowledge about indie music. And I mean indie, like in the broader sense, independent stuff. And also speaks French, knows lots of stuff that was released in mainland Europe. And she, this is one a song she played me, this song. It just came into my head again recently and I played it. And it's called My Suitor. Um, and it's by a band called Burnt Huller. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. B-E-R-N-T-H-O-L-E-R. Yeah. Um, Belgian. And I know you love Belgian, Richard. I do. Because you love the Belgian beer. I love the Belgian beer. Um, <laughs> but this is kind of um, one of those strange sort of uh, 80s sort of independent songs that sort of took off a little bit in the UK on John Peel's show. Um, I don't remember then because I was too young, but um, it's got this really weird sort of late night quality about it. And the singer is, it's just got one of those indie voices that just sticks in your head a bit. Um, yeah, and I just really like it. That's it. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Let, let, let's dive into it and then we'll go into the second song and then we can talk about that when we get back. Um, cool. And uh, thanks everyone for checking in. And we are going into My Suitor by Bert Holler. Did I, did I say that right? Maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Better than I did. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll be right back. Just a 
And I suspect that's okay Just don't tell me for certain That I love got away The not knowing is easy And I suspect that's okay Just don't tell me Certain that I love got away, it's gone away. We are listening to the Horace Silver Quintet right now, um, and the name of the song is Jungle Juice uh, on Blue Note Records. I believe this is 1966, and it's a it's a it's a jammer. Um, but yeah, what's up, Jude? What, what's up? What, everything's up. What, <laughs> everything's always up. It's all up. Uh, let, let, so we talked. So we had the first song we talked about. Uh, let's go into the the second song that we just we, we uh, that you played for us because um, this is a that was a that was a doozy. Yeah, that was the, the not knowing by Tin Sticks, um, and I quite like those two together because they've got those one's got the cello, you know, burring away, and one's got the woodwind, you know, going, which is really beautiful. Um, yeah, Tin uh, Tin Sticks, a band I used to be absolutely obsessed with. Like in the late nineties, when it was actually the, the the album that not the cool album, that was one I really liked. Curtains I really liked, mm-hmm. which was when they sang to a major briefly and they had big orchestras and everything. And then I discovered the first two, 
But I remember buying no more affairs on seven inch from this really, this great record shop in this food market in, in Swansea, the city in Wales that I'm from. And just going, who's this sexy guy? You know, Stu Staples, just loved him. Um, it's funny listening to those lyrics now, you know, I'm nearly 44. It's just listening to him going, oh, I'm glad that stage of my life is gone. You know, all these, you know, Stuart Staples singing about crazy, uh, you know, thinking life's going to be full of these roguey characters. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, they're just great. And, and I think it, in the autumn or winter, I just, they're a band I kind of sort of cling to a bit. His voice and the arrangements and you just them as a band. You know, they're, they're still out there and releasing stuff. Um, and occasionally, you know, I, I still dip in and out and still do good stuff. But I guess, you know, you, all, you quite often go back to music from your you know, late, well, from your childhood and teens a lot. And, you know, they were a band from my late teens. When I just left home, actually, and I was like, this is a grown-up band. <laughs> I like this band. <laughs> I've seen them live. And I remember when, oh, actually, he was one, I saw him a journalist, and um, it was one of the, he was one of the first people I interviewed that I really loved. Oh, wow. And I did it for a little, little magazine called Comes With A Smile. Um, and I went and interviewed him, and I had to get a train to meet him. And I was thinking, oh, it's going to be this really romantic train journey. I'm going to meet him, and he's going to be wearing the suit, and we're going to fall in love, and we're going to run away together. He's going to write an album about me. And I met him, and he, <laughs> we just went to a cap, we just went to a cafe, you know, it was a crap train in London. We got a cup of tea. He's not, you know, he's very nice in person, but he hasn't got that kind of sexy charisma he has on record on, on stage. But he's very nice, and I've interviewed him a couple of times. I went to his house in France once, and his, I met his wife, who's very nice. We had, yeah, it was cool. Um, but yeah, they're just really nice people, but they, on record, he becomes this, you know, Lothario. <laughs> really. Oh, definitely. But, but, you know, he's, he's quite vulnerable on this one. I quite like it when he's a bit sad, and basically his girlfriend's cheating on him, and he's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is definitely. Um, I remember uh, when I was moving, when I moved from Long Beach to Los Angeles, and I was kind of like down and out, and uh, I would just listen to the second Tinder Sticks record all the time, and I was, it, I could relate to it so much because it was like, it, it was so brooding, you know, and. But at the same time, it, it was it was beautiful, and it made it made me feel better about my brooding, because I was able to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was able to like be like, this guy has it going on, and he's in the same place as me. Like, we're all fucked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he makes it sound really cool. <laughs> yeah. No, brooding yeah. is exactly the right word. Brooding, yeah, yeah. very brooding. Um, so yeah, uh, then we have some we, we have some other jams going into. Uh, did you want to go into the third song now or later? Because Jude has I don't know. There's a lot to talk about with Jude because uh, she has so much information to share. Um, <laughs> she, I, it's always it, it, it's always it blows my mind. You know uh, the experiences that she's gone through. For writing, meeting people that you would usually hold on a pedestal, but at the same time they're just like me and you, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, so there's so much I want to get into. But do you want to start? Do you want to talk about the third song now, or do you want to wait? Should we do it? 
Yeah, the, the, I can't remember what it is. I can't remember what it is. Which one is it? I believe it is Shirley and Dolly Collins. Oh, yeah. So I, I did pick a lot of these songs thinking a little bit of you, obviously. So this is... So I, the, the next two songs are basically songs that are titles of chapters in the book I've got coming out. And the book... It's, it's, in, it's got 12 chapters and they're based around 12 songs from that sort of shape the course of my life. But the whole book is about how music shapes all our lives, how music is there before we're born, how, you know, we can hear music in the womb, how we can react to it, how, um, you know, a lot of early music, early memories of people are linked to music, how, you know, a song can play out of a car radio or in a shop and you can hear it and you'll be thrown back to a distant place and time very quickly, you know, and, um, so I can explore about how, you know, how why is music so such a massive thing when we're teenagers, and why do we often go back to music we loved when we were that age? Is this and so I kind of go through my life, but I ask people who know about these things questions about how they can tell us about it. So you know, I talk to a neuroscientist about teenage brain. I talk to a musicologist, a guy who's written a book with a lot of musicology in it about how I why like a, a certain song obsessed me when I was a kid, you know, what was it about that song and the arrangement of it? And just all these, you know, nerdy questions that, about, you know, why has music had all these important roles in this bits of my life? Um, the Shirley and Dolly Collins song is in the chapter when I write about when I become a music writer, when I start writing about it and how it's a weird thing to do when you're a music fan, it sort of dilutes your love of it a bit because you've got to sort of look at it from a distance and, um, what, and I have, I interviewed, I've interviewed Shirley Collins, the amazing English folk singer, lots of times now. And she sort of is an incredibly wise and funny and quite cheeky lady. She's like 87 now, but she is the living embodiment of like traditional music in the UK. And um, this is an old song of hers from like a record in the late 70s with her sister, her late sister. Um, and yeah, it's just this really beautiful kind of um, like her the way she sings folk songs. It's um, very straight and very stark and direct, but you, know, you feel like you're going back in time. But you also really hear the story. And she talked me a lot about how you know just try and convey things in a straight and honest way and tell the story of a song without putting loads of fussy crap over the top or whatever. Just you know, do things a bit more directly. And yeah, this. I remember when I first heard this song, I was like, it's quite weird and it's quite discombobulating and quite old-fashioned, but it just really intrigued me and, um, and I love her. She's amazing. Awesome. So. Awesome, dude. I, yeah, I, I don't know anything about this, so, like, I'm super stoked. Um, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to do another 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 uh, jam that uh, Judas picked, and then we will be back. Um, thanks for checking in.
dads and our moms, they both did agree, and crowned with mirth and joy, to think that I should marry with my handsome bold young
from the record Exuma 2, uh, released 1970 on Mercury Records. Um, the name of the song is Ball, and um, me and Jude were just talking about it. This is such an amazing record. Um, love it so much. What's up, Jude? Was, yeah, I've never, never heard of him before. It's amazing. Just saying, kind of like, I love it when you just say, do you know this guy? It's like, nope, never. <laughs> when you play a bit and I hear it sort of it's slightly broken up over an internet connection and it sounds amazing. Yeah, he yeah. Was on the, he was on Mercury Records as well. Mer That's yeah, Mercury Records, yeah, 1970. Uh, I was telling Jude, like, he just kind of uh, he took on a persona and called himself Exuma. And then he, it's like life, it's, it's like he went into, uh, when actors go into script or whatever like he just yeah. lived, he just he just lived his life as exuma and it's and it's it's just beautiful because it's like so many um life is everything that you, you adjust to but you find the beauty about it even even through harsh times or sad times you still find something beautiful about it and that's that's exuma you should check it out it's so good so good. Um, but Jude, let's talk about the, the last song. So yeah, before that we had, um, well, we had Talk Talk, didn't we? We yep. had Talk Talk April 5th. So we had Shirley, Shirley and Dolly Collins Gilderoy, and then Talk Talk April 5th. So um, yeah, it's quite, um, these are, those, both the songs I've become a bit obsessed with at different times of my life. So um yeah, so this book I've written, did I say that? Yeah, um, Gilderoy and April the 5th are titles of chapters. Um, and April the 5th is about, it's about a chapter about why we kind of like sort of grieve musicians when they die or we feel really sad when musicians die. You know, we didn't know them, we didn't hang out with them, or we just listened to their songs and, you know. So I kind of dig into that a bit. And there's a bit of Bowie in there as well from... Because I remember that being quite a big shock for me. It was kind of all around my book is like my 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 love of music and my my first intense experiences of music are very much tied into the death of my dad when I was quite little. My dad died quite he wasn't very well, but he died quite suddenly when I was five. We had this real bond over music. So um, and David Bowie died like the anniversary 
on my dad's death, and I'm sure that oh. must have had an element of wow. bringing that sort of thing up. And the fact that Bowie had been, he'd been a figure that had run through my life, you know, in different iterations, you know. Admittedly, the first time I was aware of David Bowie was when he was in Labyrinth, <laughs> which I still like, <laughs> so I don't care. Um, okay, I, won't but get, yeah. I won't forget that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those t- those trousers, so they're just too much. But um, and the, and the hair. Um, but um, yeah. So Mark Hollis, uh, the singer of Talk Talk, uh, somebody I just got really fascinated in because um, we were talking about this earlier. Um, so obviously I'm British and you're American, but you know my first knowledge of Talk Talk was the big single. So it's it's my life, which you know had a like later life with no doubt as well which probably made mark hollis enough money to carry on not making any more music <laughs> um and like what you make it in a couple of big hits um and then but then they, they did two late 80s albums that have become you know over the years acknowledged as the you know quite out there um you know classic records that they are that influenced you know lots of post-rock musicians influenced you know Bands like Radiohead and the trajectory they had in their careers, like massive big hit album, and then let's go and do something like Kid A and do lots of experimental stuff, you know. Let's make loads of money and then use that money to do something off-grid sort of thing. Um, But this song, April 5th, is off their third record, The Colour of Spring, which is sort of like a transitional record between the pop stuff and the weird stuff. And, um, yeah, this is a track about, you know, the coming of spring, and it's... You know, all about uh, little tiny noises and sounds and the saxophone flutters and the little breaths and the drums. Um, it was also his wife's birthday, which is quite a nice touch. Um, but it's kind of like about... I really got into it when I moved. I lived in London for many years. I lived in a big city in a sequence of, you know, houses in busy, noisy streets. And then I moved to the middle of the countryside in Wales, near my family, because I grew up in Wales. And, um, and I suddenly could see in the seasons much more sharply because we're surrounded by hills and weather as stuff we were talking about earlier. And the winters are quite full on. And the coming of spring would be something I'd really, really look forward to. And it's funny, obviously, the last two winters with COVID, you long for spring more. You know, we've just got snowdrops in the garden, so spring is coming. And it's like, even though it's only January when we're recording this, you know, it's like that potential. I think when you get a bit older, you kind of cling to this you, you take no more notice of the seasons and you know you just pay a bit more attention i don't know but um i love this this record is about you know just seeing those things coming and feeling the approach of the year and there's sort of hope in it but it's sort of a sort of it's, it's not a it's, it's quite a beautiful record but it's slightly sinister there's you know some an edge to it as well and i think lots of talk talks songs do that really don't they they've got that little edge of weirdness in the corner absolutely absolutely i mean um visiting visiting you in in wales when i did uh i i i was very aware of uh the time and the season when i was there um and it was uh it was was pretty pertinent to me of uh of, of admiring that because I don't, you don't get that in Los Angeles. <laughs> you don't, you know. You're talking about being the city like that's. Uh, it, it's it's nice to be able to recognize the how time develops around you, and you definitely recognize that when you're in the countryside. Um, it's very very beautiful. And also, I think, 
I think our season, you know, I don't know the states, you know, brilliantly well, but you know, where you are, especially the seasons are not as pronounced as they are here. You know, we get we can usually get really hot summers and really cold winters. You know, um, and um, you know we've got the fire on tonight. You know, we need the fire on tonight. <laughs> but this has been a relatively mild winter. We haven't had any snow. You know, but yeah. Um, yeah. So when you and also the dark nights when you don't when you don't live in a city and you live rurally, that can be quite intimidating, actually. The first winter we lived here, it was really foggy all the time, and I was just driving through fog, and could, I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. <laughs> I want sun, and I want I want daffodils, and, you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and just, um, yeah, when Mark Hollis died, I, I wrote a piece about him, um, and about people who talk to talk and you know what they meant to me and it was probably the most response I've ever had to a piece to that point and and I thought well people do you know this is what I want to write about you know people's personal engagement with songs and artists and you know because you know and I want somebody to read this and even if they're not into talk talk I want them to think yeah I feel like that about X about I don't know Madonna or Bob Dylan or you know, Toots and the Matles or whoever, you know, yeah, feel yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just crazy because you were saying earlier how we are so attached to these people because because they are performers and because they wrote songs that, that we can relate to, but we have no idea what they're like, or we don't have no idea what they what they do or, or how they do it, you know, but for whatever reason, we are just like subconsciously feel that we know them you know yeah and because they've pulled out their intimate selves in these records or whatever yeah yeah you know and then you know and then when they passed it's just like you feel like something that's very close to you has passed like i remember i remember exactly the time the day and where i was when david bowie passed when i when i found out that david bowie passed and i immediately just walked home and put on space oddity that's what i did already yeah i was just i was like Okay, I'm going home, you know, uh, and yeah. pulled out Space Oddity, put it on, and just kind of sat there and been like, this is crazy. And for whatever reason, I don't know him, never met him, but this record changed my life, you know, right? Like, and, yeah. and it was, there was that moment, you know. So, yeah, you, that for you, that would have been in the evening, because with us, it was first thing in the morning. You know, I turned on the radio and there were, there were, back to back two David Bowie songs and I was thinking oh, it's a bit weird oh but you know his album's come out maybe they've gone into with him yeah and then it was like oh yeah it was in the evening and, for me yeah it was in, it was yeah and uh and I was I was like gonna go meet friends for drinks I was gonna be like oh yeah you know blah 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 you know hang out and I was like nope I'm going home <laughs> but yeah it's like these people have sort of been they've just been there all the time you know they've been like people you could just go and listen to and have a moment with anytime you like you know you have you have sort of control of that don't you you know you can go home and you could have gone home anytime during David Bowie's life as well to listen to a record if you wanted to so you've got you feel like you've got access to these musicians all the time so when they've gone it's like there's nothing there's no opportunity for any future moments for you to share with that person and it does feel yeah it's a weird sort of loss I spoke to um, um, I spoke to a um, psychologist about this and why that happens to us and she was talking about how 
she felt really devastated when Prince had died. And she said she wasn't like a massive Prince fan and she didn't have a massive Prince collection, but it was tied into when her and her friends were teenagers in like sixth form college, so kind of like 16 to 18 years old. And they played Prince in the common room of their school and it brought them together. And, it, you know, he, what he represented to them, he was, you know, clever, but he was rebellious and he was different to you know, things that her parents might like. So he separated and he meant something separate from her family life. And so it's what they, these people mean to us and what they represent to us and what, how they change us, I guess. The same same for you with Space Odyssey, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, a- a- absolutely. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, you, When did you first hear it? When did you first hear Space Oddity? Oh, that jeez. Ah. I think when I was 17, and uh, and I that was that was a, that was a life changer because it was like I was super into like just listening to Black Flag and punk music, and then I, then I found Space Oddity. I was I, was, I think it was from uh, Middle Earth Records and Downey, and I picked it up, and I was just kind of like, ah, it's kind of a hippy dippy shit, you know, whatever, and then took it home. <laughs> took it home and just kind of was like what this is insane mm-hmm. like this is like it it, it 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 flipped the script for me like all of a sudden like i was so i was everything was black and white then and then all of a sudden david bowie happened and it just it, it was like this weird rainbow of like any possibility that you could think of and there was there was and i was talking to my friend sam the other day it was like Basically, he was like, fuck the rules, man. Like, do whatever you want to do. And it was yeah. it was really uh, life-changing for me, you know. Um, you, could, you, you could do an acoustic set. You can do an electric set. You can do an electronic set. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, just, just do it the way you want to do it, you know. Uh, so that yeah. was that was super uh, important to me, and has and still is still is you know. Yeah, and it's it's and there'll be different artists like that throughout your life, right? So this, so for me, Mark Collis was somebody who didn't. I think you know because Talk Talk in general, and you know, some of the members of Talk Talk have gone to do interesting things. But there's something about him and his voice and his control of the projects, and he's somebody who I just felt this kind of bond with. After you know, when I moved and I was kind of around the countryside and listened to these records and just in the car, you know, this thing, you know, driving these new weird places with his company, he was my company, and um, I felt like he was one of my new friends when I moved. Yeah, know? no, absolutely. You feel you it's feel really weird. you feel that connection is like you, like we say, you don't you don't because of their music, you feel connected to them, you know. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think. It's meaningful, isn't it? It feels sometimes like, you know, I feel, you know, it feels a bit crap wanting to kind of email all my friends and yeah. about, you know, things. But, because, um, you know, his wife, you know, feels very different to what I do, obviously. But, um, <laughs> but it shows the power, of, you know, the power of a song to do something to you, you know, just to kind of completely spin your head around 180 degrees. It's, um, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, I really hope that keeps going, you know, all my life and... You know, just um, 
Yeah, April 5th is definitely one of those songs. You know, every couple of years still a band will come along that just go, oh, you know, make me... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's 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 a beautiful feeling. That's just like the you 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 never know when it's gonna hit you, and when but but you know when it does, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's hell yeah, love that feeling. You know, <laughs> so great. Um, so we have another song that you have picked. <laughs> And this is I, a bit I, less intense. And, 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 and I think that you had said something to me. Oh, yes, yeah, because people might be like, I've played this like really delicate folk song and this, you know, very moving experimental talk talk song. No, um, this is just, yeah, when you asked me to pick five songs, I thought I'll pick the two that I've been kind of a bit obsessed with and the two that I've, but, you know, my book, because I thought, you know, they've been just circling around my head, those two songs. But yeah. the last one, this is just a song. Whenever I feel shit, I put this on and it makes me feel better. And... I, I don't know. You probably hate it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Me and Jude, we've known each other for so long that we, we have banters about music, and we don't always agree on it. And uh, no, this, usually Jude knows when I don't like something, and she'll. Yeah, this is the pop side. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's, it's, it's it's wonderful though. That, that that's what makes our friendship so strong. You know. <laughs> Maybe we should just play it. Let's just play it and I'll tell you about it later. Okay, let's do it. Do okay, that? yeah, let's do that. Okay, <laughs> we'll be right back. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out. Fire in the hole! In the hole! Fire in the
and hello, and we are back. Uh, right now, we have a cluster in the background um, from the self-titled cluster. Uh, I don't even know. They don't even have names for the, the songs on this record. It's just like, it's just this first song, seven minutes and 42 seconds, and the second song was 15 minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, 1971 and a recording in, uh, recorded January 1971. Um, just some ambient ambient vibes that that kind of somehow bring me a lot of comfort. I'm really I'm really into the cluster. Oh, nice. Uh, but so Jude, let's talk about the let's talk about the last jam. <laughs> You play Cluster, make me feel so uncool. I love Cluster, they're fantastic. I listen to a lot of Cluster when I'm working. It's good for my brain. No, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It, 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 it's, it's, it, somehow it brings so much calm to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, me too. There's the, I can't remember the name of the Cluster record. It's White. I've, I've, I bought like three copies of it accidentally. It's kind of a, a, late, a later one. Anyway, Cluster <laughs> Great, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah the record you played is a record called Voyage Voyage, as you may have heard. Voyage Voyage. Yeah. And I was saying to you, Richard, doesn't it, that if, that, if any of my friends have a birthday party and that comes on, I'm straight onto the dance floor, <laughs> making an absolute idiot of myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it came out in... 1988 so i was 10 and it was so back in the uk it's when people were starting to go on holiday to ibiza and the balearic islands so the islands off spain where basically lots of house music uh -huh. and dance music really exploded um and also that so that was quite new for, for me to hear it was you know, this stuff was in the pop chart so it was big but also lots of songs seemed to come over to like every summer some like songs with you know foreign language lyrics would become popular around that time and uh -huh. there were lots of there was a song called there were lots of french lyric songs that sort of seemed to get in the charts there's um Jola taxi by vanessa parody which was great <laughs> and um vanessa parody became more famous for other songs and you know being married to johnny depp later and stuff um and, and being an actor but kind of um this this is by an artist called um well desireless or i guess I can't really do a brilliant French action. Desireless, I guess. And she had this amazing flat top haircut. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like kid and play haircut, but it was ginger. And um, and she was, you know, very androgynous and like space age looking. And this was a song that was a big hit and it was in French and it was about traveling. And um, I just look, I looked at the lyrics earlier on. It's about, you know, traveling to mountains and across the Amazon and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, you know, in early 2022, you know, I'd love to do that. <laughs> I'd love to. You know, I love where I live and it's great. And I've got to know also the little villages and hills and bits of weird countryside around here. But I would love to voyage, voyage. And it, and it always makes me smile. And it's just ridiculously poppy. And, yeah, it alerts me to the existence of, you know, other languages apart from English and Welsh. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love it. And I, I think yeah, I think you enjoyed it more than I thought you would. I just thought, I'm going to try this one out, see if Richard likes this. <laughs> no, yeah. I thought it was fun. I thought it was super fun. Like, you know. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it is fun. I, 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 I was shaking my head. I was into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh God, it was so good to see you, Jude. It's so good to talk to you. Oh, um, you too. This is this is this is super special to me. Uh, it just you know uh, that you know when I was there visiting you guys three years ago for my birthday, uh, it was so uh, it, it was so humbling because to, to see you guys where you are where you are now and how uh, you have so much space. You know, and that's that's like something that's different for me because like I'm in the city of Los Angeles where everything is kind of like building on top of each other, and then going to see you guys and have how much space you guys had, and then Dan taking me for a hike that almost killed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I but, believe he did that, Sam. But but the, you know, but 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 the, when we got to the top of the ridge, I understood why he did why he took me to that hike, and it was beautiful it was gorgeous it was so pretty i felt i felt a million miles away from earth you know um <laughs> uh you know next time i will i will have the proper clothes uh because <laughs> I, I remember like when we were like getting into the car dan was like um dude we're going for a hike we're not going to a rock and roll show and i was like this is all i have <laughs> And you still have my hus- got- you still have my, my green boots. I do, I do. I'm fr- I'm sad to say that they started letting in water, but I've worn them a lot. It makes me feel connected to you. Still, I can't throw. I'm not going to throw them away. No. Um, but-, but they fit me perfectly. We have the same size feet. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've got really good feet. Um, yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Those boots. They're really nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're nice, 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 nice boots. You know. But yeah, uh, I, I wish they weren't lace-ups. If they were not lace-ups, they would have been like way better. But in any case. Yeah, the laces are a pain, but they're, they're cool. <laughs> I like them. I, I put them on and I'm part Medina. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jude, so we're gonna get, I'm going to let you go. Um, is there any last words you want to say? Anything you want to say? Um, oh, I want to say thank you for asking me because I've listened to quite a few of these and they've always made me smile. I always find out new you know, fantastic songs. Um, yeah, say hi to, you know, everybody out there. Uh, and, um, yeah, come over soon. We want to see you. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. You know, if, 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 you know, the international situation allows it, then let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping for summer to, to go and uh, bother you guys and uh, go for walks through the apple orchards and... Ho- hopefully by ho- hopefully by then we can be, we can make it to the pub. I love that pub. That was like a that was fantastic. It was so nice there. It was it was like, yeah. It's yeah. a good pub. Yeah, a local pub. And um, yeah, kind of. And you you'd have to do you do a Judy's Jungle at our kitchen table with my mother-in-law. It'll be amazing. Oh God, Lil. <laughs> she has no idea what's coming. Ah, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait, I can't wait for her to pick five songs and then. I tell you, what's coming from her is a is a lot of swearing. It's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be red wine and cursing. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, send everyone my love. Um, I just, I, I, I just miss you guys so much. You know. Oh, you um, too. You too. So uh, to have you back very yeah. soon. So, uh, so as we do. Um, we will end this with Brian Eno back at Judy's Jungle from the record, Taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy. Aww. 
1974 on Island Records. Um, and I believe, or actually I, I know, Phil Collins is on the drums. <laughs> that is a good fact. <laughs> okay, so we will check you guys later, and thanks for joining us. And again, um, be safe out there. Uh, be kind, be loving. Um, and call someone up on the telephone. Tell them that you miss them. Tell them that you love them. It goes a long way. Okay, bye, Jude. Bye, Richard. Love you. Bye. Which track is this? Signed up for
classes on zoom and i i affiliated it with uncomfortness like being, being people not being comfortable you know because you know uh you're talking through a screen and if you can't see someone or whatever but i don't know i think i think with our friendship zoom is fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. oh absolutely yeah totally agree 